Welcome to Resolution, an initiative of Josh McDowell Ministry. Here we equip you to help youth overcome hurts and struggles and start thriving in life with Christ and others. I'm your host, Ben Bennett. Welcome to Season 1. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Resolution Podcast. Ben Bennett here, and I'm so stoked about today's episode because we're going to be talking about the core message of Jesus and how it helps bring resolution to so many of our struggles, the tough questions we have, and why we're here in life. And this whole message is the basis of so much of what we've talked about in this season, like how we heal from hurts, how we overcome struggles, and how we return to the life that we were created to live. And today I'm joined by one of the most strategic, hardworking, and kind people I know. Uh, He's been a good friend for years. His name is Cody Bureff, and he's worked with Crew for 12 years and has served as the Indianapolis Innovation Team Leader for the past four years. Cody, thanks for being with us today. Thanks, Ben. Good to be here. (laughs) Yeah, so awesome to see you, to get to connect, to talk about this episode today. I gotta say though, every time I see you, I think you might have like a new tattoo. So I'm just, you know, wondering when you're gonna like put one on your face or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing that helps is like, you don't, well, you see me uh, online quite a bit, but not in person every year or a couple of years. So that makes me feel a little bit better about myself. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Oh, yeah. Well, let's jump in today and get going. Uh, Today, we live in a rapidly changing world. And in the US, we've seen a big shift, especially in the past few years with so many people growing up uh, without a working understanding of the message of Jesus and the Bible. And maybe that's you today. We're glad you're turning in. And we believe that the conversation we're having today will serve you. Or maybe you're a youth leader, a parent, a teen, or you work with a campus ministry like Crew. We believe this conversation will serve you as well. And it wasn't even 50 years ago that the majority of people uh, in this country were uh, growing up believing in God, knowing about Jesus, um, but many just didn't understand how to have this personal relationship with God. But now things are so different. And then you add on that, uh, everything that young people today are surrounded by. A culture where truth is thought of as something that each person decides. Mental health issues skyrocketing, porn addiction at an all-time high. Racial injustice, human trafficking, evil and suffering all around us, everywhere. In addition to that, a global pandemic, which we find ourselves in currently. Uh, Cody, so much going on in the world with all of these shifts. And in your experience uh, working with students and and all the research you've done, what are the spiritual questions that students are no longer asking? And then what are they actually asking? Uh, That's a great question. And you hit the nail on the head. I mean, 
really the word I would use is context, right? So, so for many of us, if you're a youth leader or if you just, if you were part of a campus ministry at some point in time or work for them or whatever, it's like we're, we've all been trained to use tools or, or think through the gospel message in a fairly, fairly narrow way. Um, you know, and so, uh, you know, all the tracks that you've ever seen, you know, for the most part follow, either they follow four point outline or there's the Roman roads or whatever different things, right? Most of those were developed in the sixties. It was a contextualized gospel message for people living in America in the sixties. Um, and that was a great thing. It worked really well. Right. Um, but like, as you mentioned, like the culture has shifted. Um, and, Ideally, over the course of time, we continue contextualizing the gospel. We don't just keep it with that message for the 60s. We, we keep changing it. And so um, really, even just as, as we dived into this project that we're going to talk about um, later, it's, uh, we did a lot of research and started asking the question, like, what is the, the, the fallen condition or the redemptive solution? You know, what is the good news for this generation? Right. Um, and so what we did, we, we, we talked to a ton of students and, and read a lot of things that other smart people have written. Um, but really what we discovered was like this generation doesn't feel guilty over sin. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, traditional ways of communicating the gospel message. The primary thing is you're guilty for your sin and you need forgiveness for it. Well, this generation doesn't feel guilty over sin. You know, so why lead with that? And then the, the other thing is most gospel presentations talk about like, well, you need to have your sins forgiven so that you can be in heaven forever. Uh, well, this generation, heaven, the afterlife, that's not a primary concern, right? This generation, you know, they're lonely. They're overwhelmed. They feel purposeless. They're hurt. Um, you know, they aren't worrying about what's going to happen in the afterlife, they're not, they're not, you know, feeling guilty over sin. They're trying to figure out like, how does Jesus actually affect my life today? How does he affect the things that I'm experiencing, the things that I'm going through today? Yeah, so good. So, so true. It seems there are greater felt needs that this generation has, greater pressing issues in, in people's lives. And of course, knowing God personally, talking about heaven is still important and we can get there, but, but that's not the, the starting point. Uh, they're asking different questions. We got to start with where people are at and answer the questions that they're actually asking. And uh, I was talking recently to one high school um, youth minister, and she was sharing that five years ago, about five years ago, she would sit down with a student and walk through the entire message of Jesus, the gospel in one sitting, maybe 20 minutes because they had a working understanding of Jesus, the Bible and God. But now it takes four weeks, four different meetings um, because many don't have a framework for uh, a Christian, Christian worldview. And I mean, to some extent that's, that it's a, it's a good thing that they'll take the time and explore that because in any major life decision, you don't want to jump in without doing the research, but that just kind of shows the difference in, in where we're at today. Uh, so a question I wanted to ask you, Cody, is for those that call themselves Christians um, that want to engage in conversation about life struggles, about spirituality with others, 
What are some practical ways that they can begin to do that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, geez. Uh, I would say be kind. Mm. I mean, that, that sounds simple, but it's like, yeah, be kind, be generous. Um, you know, listen, it's like how many people actually listen anymore, you know? And I think the reality is a lot of people now, like when they're in a conversation, you know, if they're listening, they're mostly listening just to try to figure out how they're going to respond, you know, or how to fix the other person's problems or, or whatever. And so, um, but most of the time that's not actually helpful or loving, uh, you know, listening well requires compassion, right? And the root word for compassion uh, in Latin, right? It basically means to suffer with. And so in, in essence, we need to be able to, to sit in another person's pain with them, mm. bear their burdens, you know? And I would say that is in almost direct opposition to kind of an old school way of thinking about some things. Uh, you know, the, the posture, typical posture of apologetics, right? Apologetics is good. Don't get me wrong. There's some awesome, really helpful things there. Right. Um, but typically in apologetics, it's like you, what you imagine is you're getting in an argument with somebody to try to win them over. Right. Um, and most of the time, you know, I would say pretty much every single time in the last 15 years that I've been, you know, sharing, the, sharing my faith with people, anytime anybody's ever brought up any kind of like an apologetic style question or argument, it's, it's almost always a smokescreen for mm. deeper pain that they're trying to hide from and kind of deflect. Um, and so really uh, arguing with them about something is not going to help. You know, my dad told me uh, when I was a young man, he said, you can win an argument and lose a soul. Wow. Uh, and that, that really changed my perspective on things. Um, you know, we don't, I don't think we need to see ourselves as responsible for winning the world, you know, or winning people to Jesus. That's his job. That's what he does. That's the Holy Spirit, right? Um, we need to be faithful ambassadors, you know, representing his love to our neighbors, to our students, to the people around us. Um, and so I guess, yeah, be kind, um, love well. I mean, that's, that's the best place I'd start. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And yeah, totally agree with what you're saying. What, what I've seen Well, uh, apologetics of course are important and knowing why we believe what we believe and, and things like that. I, I've seen so many people um, have those questions about God and the resurrection and credibility of scripture. Um, but oftentimes I've seen people obsessing about those questions, like you're saying, as a smokescreen to kind of as a defense mechanism for this deeper hurt of, man, I don't want to believe in a God who allows evil and suffering or uh, those kind of things. And, you know, you know, I love what you're saying about being kind and listening um, because sharing the message of Jesus, just having spiritual conversations doesn't have to be weird. It's not about, selling something. It's not about uh, cramming something down somebody's throat. Um, it, it's about asking and listening and engaging in, in a normal conversation. And one of my favorite questions is uh, just asking people, do you come from some kind of spiritual background uh, and just listening and genuinely caring and, and seeing if there's any way that I can serve them 
along their journey. I remember in, in my journey when I was having all kinds of questions about life and doubts about God and looking into all of these different religions, um, the last thing I wanted was to be told what to believe and to be talked at. I wanted to be genuinely cared about, loved, and have the freedom to explore Christianity without being forced to come to some kind of conclusion. And um, that was so powerful in eventually coming back and, and following Jesus. But one of, one of the most practical ways that so much of this can, can play out is through this new resource um, that you and I, Cody, and, and many others worked so hard at for a combined number of years to develop. And, and all of that came as a result of these experiences, this research, and the shifts that, that we've seen in the world and the life of, of young people. Uh, so to those listening, long story short, Cody and I teamed up with his team over a year ago to develop this, this re, uh, resource that explores the core message of Jesus in a way that answers why we are here, uh, how we experience satisfaction in life, how we can find healing from our hurts and struggles, and how ultimately we can return to this life that we are created to live, this thriving life here and now with Jesus and others. So let's talk about the Made to Thrive resource. Got it right here. Be exploring this, but before we get into it, uh, this was quite the process of, of developing it, wrestling with some deep questions, the message of Jesus, culture, and how to communicate all of that. Uh, Cody, what were some of the memorable moments for you in this whole process? Yeah, I mean, it was a heck of a process. I mean, um, along the way, you're, you're constantly, I feel like my job was to ask hard questions and like backing it up, like where you feel like you're kind of walking along a cliff of heresy, like <laughs> you don't want to fall off the cliff, but you got to like walk it, you know? Um, and so even just asking questions like, what is the gospel, you know? And like, do people actually need to know that Jesus died on a cross for them to accept him and walk, you know, like there's just like all these crazy things that are, you know, it was a really significant time uh, for me and for a lot of the people working on it of wrestling with the Lord and trying to figure out like, Lord, what is the good news for this generation? What is the good news period? What is, what are the implications of your Lordship of you coming, of you being here and, and taking the penalty for our sins and letting us know you? Um, it was really significant and life-changing, frankly. Yeah, it, it was. I echo that. I mean, thinking about, I think we spent months thinking through um, what did Jesus say when he called people to follow him? Because so many times he just said, come follow me. And then we're like, okay, when we're explaining this, um, how much do we have to share? Do, does some, how much does somebody have to understand to begin a relationship with Jesus and following him and kind of re-questioning or re-examining in the, in the scriptures uh, in the context, like so much of what we just kind of grew up accepting or, or used in, in sharing the core message of Jesus. And then going back to, wait, what does scripture actually say? How did Jesus actually do that? And at moments being like super concerned about what people were going to think, or are we going too far? And then, um, getting a lot of good feedback from people with, uh, 
brilliant minds and seminary degrees and uh, all of that. And, and yeah, it was, it was really a challenging process, but uh, um, an exciting one uh, of, of learning and reexamining things. So yeah, Cody, will you just kind of share how people can, can use this tool? Yeah. Um, well, many of the, many of the people that are more like vocational ministry or volunteers, that kind of thing, you know, uh, have kind of been trained in how to use evangelism tools similar to this, you know, uh, whether it's a tract or a booklet or, or an app or whatever, things like that. Um, and in many ways it's similar, um, to that, frankly, uh, one difference I would say is that ideally this is not just a presentation tool. It's a conversation tool. And so you'll see lots of questions written into it um, for the purpose of facilitating conversation um, to, to give space for people to process, um, you know, and so in a, in a practical sense, you know, you're, you're in a conversation with somebody, a friend or a student or whatever, um, you know, and, and a lot of times I realize that introducing a booklet can kind of feel a little awkward, right? Um, or, or a tool can feel a little awkward or whatever. Um, but the reality is, is that it, it might feel awkward for you as the user, but it's not that awkward for the other person. Like, in fact, it can be like kind of loving and caring uh, to say something along the lines of like, hey, like the message in here, um, it really changed my life. And I would love to be able to share that with you. Would that be okay? Um, and then simply just walking through it in a, in a conversational way. Um, you know, and again, it's, it's not meant to be a presentation. It's meant to be more of like a conversation tool about the gospel. Yeah. Uh, a question I love um, to ask a, a student I'm already having a spiritual conversation with is, can I get your opinion on life and spiritual things by using um, this, this set of cards or it's kind of a set of cards that are, that are joined together. Um, and, and that's really what it, what it's about. It's, it's not trying to sell something. It's about um, sharing and having a conversation and, and listening and getting someone else's um, perspective. So let's go ahead and explore the resource and just kind of walk through some of it. Yeah. Um, well, I'll just open it up. So if you're looking at this or if you have one in your hand somehow, um, first of all, I'll just say, I just want to point out the artwork. Um, so this first page, we had an artist come in and actually do is a painter, but did some digital painting. Um, and so the imagery throughout kind of tells a story that goes along with the text on the page. And so this first page is, is very vibrant and lush and, uh, you know, really represents thriving um, in a real way. And, and so um, just to kind of point that out, but, but it starts off uh, created to thrive and it starts off with a question. Again, it's conversational. It says, how would you describe thriving? Um, and then it says, you know, we were created to thrive, to love and be loved, to have healthy connection with God and with each other and with the rest of creation. We were made to live in a place where our deepest longings are satisfied and every person is valued, a place of wholeness. And it, it quotes John 10, 10, it says, the, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. And then in Psalm 1, 3, it says, they are like trees planted along a river bank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. Right, and so 
this is kind of what we were made for. This is the, the baseline, um, the, the, the thing that our heart longs for because we were made for it. And so um, it, it, again, there's a question and it says, why do you think life isn't always this way? And really what that does is just kind of give the space for somebody, you know, it, it, it validates the experience that we don't experience thriving most of the time. Um, and so it kind of opens up that reality for people and, and gives them the space to, to say that. Um, and then you'll notice as it transitions, it goes from this, this kind of lush garden into this kind of arid, lifeless, dusty, you know, desert kind of space that's, that's real hazy and kind of polluted. Um, and so the, the second card, second page says, life is not the way it was intended. You know, after God made us, humanity was deceived into thinking that God didn't want the best for us. We thought we could thrive apart from him. And quotes Isaiah 53, and it says, all of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. And because we chose to walk away from God, death and its effects entered the world. We cut ourselves off from his life source. Our betrayal changed everything. Painful brokenness spread inside of us, in our relationships, and throughout creation. It's talking about the fall. Mm. And as a result, we long to be loved, to thrive, and for everything to be made whole again. That's, that's kind of where we, we sit right now. Um, and so it asks the question of, in what ways have you seen this in your life or in your community, right? Giving again, more word, more, more ability to process. Like how have you experienced the lack of thriving around you? So that's the first two. Yeah. I love, I love that word about you and your community, especially this next generation thinking so, so connected and um, the most diverse generation in, in American history um, so, so important to pose that question. Like it's not just individualistic, it's, it's corporate. And that's what the Christian life is, is supposed to be about. Um, but if you're, if you're listening to this, we're walking through, uh, the actual tool where you can, you can actually see this podcast, the whole podcast on YouTube, um, just search resolution movement. And if you're listening to this and want to see what the tool looks like, um, you, you can do that. And then another thing I wanted to point out was uh, if you've listened to previous episodes of this podcast, you'll notice that some of the language in this tool is pretty similar. Because one of the things that, that we worked on was using what we've talked about in this podcast called the wholeness apologetic model, um, which presents this life of, of thriving that God created us to live and, and why we experience brokenness and how we can heal. So we've really uh, worked in uh, or, or used a lot of that as the, the foundation for much of the uh, template and, and direction of, of this message, but of course, added a lot more in and fleshed it out more. Um, but I'll, I'll just pick up at, at the third card. Um, were we on the third one or the fourth one? <laughs> I think we're on the third one. Okay. Longing and dissatisfaction is, is the third one. Uh, and it's all about how we long for more. We long for more than the state that we're currently experiencing. 
Uh, it says that as our longing to thrive goes unmet, we attempt to fulfill that longing with things apart from God. This ultimately cannot satisfy. We get stuck in patterns of behavior or thought that actually keep us from truly thriving. We increasingly experience the effects of death, disconnection, pain, and anxiety. And then the fourth card. Yeah, we're on the fourth one now. <laughs> um, it's about reconnecting with God. Even It says, even though we walked away, God still loves us and offers us the only way to reconnect with him. God came to earth in the person of Jesus and like us, experienced the pain of the world. First John 4, 1 John 4.9. or four nine. First John 4.9. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Then it goes on to say that through his death in our place, he provided a way for us to reconnect with God. In rising from the dead, he began making all things whole and offers us the opportunity to thrive again. So, so despite our pain, despite our hurt, despite the, the different ways that we seek out the fulfillment of our unmet longings and start to get anxious, depressed, go to porn, you know, God wants to bring healing. He wants to reconnect with us and he wants to provide something that will truly satisfy. And, and that starts in a relationship with him and continues on. Uh, Cody, why don't you share a little bit more about that in, in the next points? Yeah. And as you're looking at it, one thing you'll notice is like the visuals go from that kind of dry, arid, dead space. Uh, you know, and there's this grand waterfall and kind of rushing river that enters into this valley of, of thriving again. Um, you know, and that's kind of symbolic of, of God stepping down and bringing life and offering life again. And, and so the next card is uh, Jesus's invitation. Um, Jesus invites us to turn from our own ways and trust him as the only way to reconnect with God and truly thrive. Um, you know, and it, it goes on to quote Matthew 11, where it says, Jesus said, come to me, all you are, who are weary and carry heavy burdens, right? That's all of us. Uh, and I will give you rest. Let me teach you and you will find rest for your souls. I feel like this is the scripture for this generation. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it says, you can accept this invitation by simply talking to him about it. One thing we didn't want to do often in tools like this, it, it actually writes out a prayer. Um, and one thing we didn't want to do was prescribe specific words. Um, instead, kind of initiate sort of a, an attitude. And so what it says is just tell Jesus that you are weary of doing things your own way. Tell him that you trust him, that you want to turn and follow him and do things his way. Tell him that you want to reconnect with him and thank him for his gift of truth thriving. And, uh, and then the, the verse after that, as it says, but to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God, to enter into God's family, right? That's the, that's, that's scratching the, the itch of loneliness. You know, we don't have to be alone. And then it, again, it has a question. What do you think about Jesus' invitation to connect with God, reconnect with God? Um, and so then the very last uh, card or page uh, is thriving again. And this is where it just talks about what it looks like walking with Jesus. 
once you've kind of decided. And so it's as we choose to walk with Jesus daily, we discover that he knows our deepest longings better than we do. I feel like that's pretty powerful. Um, and it gives worry. It's like we will still experience the pain of the world at times, but in the midst of that, Jesus is with us and gives us peace. Together with others who follow Jesus, we can experience healing, joy, and we can truly thrive. One day Jesus will return and finish making all things, all the broken things whole. Uh, those who follow Jesus will who follow Jesus will fully thrive. We will fully love and be loved. We will have perfect connection with God, with each other, and with the rest of creation. And that's a callback really to that, that first initial thriving uh, that we were made for, right? And then it, it confirms that in John 16, he says, I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. And then it asks, have you ever decided to trust Jesus? And, and frankly, whether your answer is yes or no, the next question also applies is, would you like to? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, it just kind of gives, gives us a place to go with our hope that's not in the world that is constantly letting us down. We can trust in the one who's overcome the world, the pain, the anxiety, the loneliness, the hurt, the brokenness that we experience. Mm, yeah, I, I love it. And just putting all these points together, these cards together, it truly does communicate the core message of Jesus. If, if somebody asks, what is Jesus about? Um, I would want to share this with them, all of these different points. And, um, and I think one of the things that I love too, is that it starts on a note of, of hope and like that we were created to thrive and it goes through like all of the challenges and, and the pain and the hurt that we can experience in life. And then it ends on, on hope, but it doesn't have to be this way. Things can get, get better. And um, yeah, just amazing how this turned out. And then on the back of, of this, this tool, I'll hold it up for those watching the video. There are so many great next steps, things like learning about walking with Jesus, taking next steps, um, how to overcome struggles and thrive. We, it links to resolutionmovement.org, uh, finding a mentor, and then finding a church. And one thing I also wanted to say is that uh, this tool, uh, the physical one, is available to buy at resolutionmovement.org. You can hit the resources tab and, and that will get you hooked up with the store and, and, and buying that. But also you, you can access a free online version of this at resolutionmovement.org where you can uh, explore this resource. So be sure to check that out. Um, Cody, thanks so much for, for, well, really the past year or more of, of working on this, you know, together and, and all your hard work. And, and thanks for joining us today and exploring this. Thanks. Well, Ben, thanks for doing everything you're doing. I know it's a whole lot of work and it's really important. So thanks for doing what you're doing and, and, uh, and thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, for those watching or listening, think of the people in, in your life that uh, you can have spiritual 
conversations with and talk about life's big questions and challenges with. And if you don't know God personally, if you don't know Jesus personally, I want to encourage you to check out this tool, Made to Thrive, uh, to investigate the person of Jesus, to, to read through this resource. Hey, know that God wants to bring healing and freedom to your life, and he wants a personal relationship with you. And one more thing, this is the last episode of season one of the Resolution Podcast. Thanks for being on this journey with us. Uh, Until we continue season two, let's keep this conversation going on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us at Resolution Movement. There we'll be releasing weekly and sometimes even daily content. Or you can always reach out to us at resolutionmovement.org. We'd love to hear from you. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Resolution Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to us if you rate it, share it, and subscribe. To be part of the global resolution movement, connect with us on social media and YouTube at Resolution Movement. That's at Resolution Movement. And check out resolutionmovement.org for more information and resources. See you soon.